Welcome to Gold Star Classroom, the podcast where our panelists go back to school. I'll grade them on their answers to a variety of general knowledge and trivia questions. They don't know what I'm going to ask, and I don't know what they're going to say. The student with the highest grade at the end of today's class will win the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. I'm your host and professor, Dr. Jerry Joffe. Today's episode of Gold Star Classroom is being recorded live at the Barnes & Noble in Mentor, Ohio. Today's students are, sitting on my left, comedian T.M. Francis. Hello, everybody. Oh, Tim, thanks for coming to class. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't been in a class. Actually, the last time I was in class was the last time I was in this class. Well, so I hope you learned something. You're the only one who's educating me anymore, Jerry. Well, I'm putting effort into it. I know. Sitting on my right is columnist Chris Lambert. Hello there, everyone. Uh, Jerry and TM and Dan, hello. Uh, Chris is also known for his one-man show about Orson Welles, and I feel like I'm sitting at a table with an Orson Welles well, impersonator. Uh, I'm drinking iced tea and, unfortunately, not Paul Masson wine. <laughs> and sitting directly across from me is a comedian who has and frequently retweeted by all sorts of professional wrestlers and blocked by one. <laughs> blocked Dan, by many. Dan Brown. How are you guys doing? Hey, Dan. Thanks for coming to class. Jerry, I'm sorry. From the last time I was in your class, uh, my dog ate my homework. <laughs> I do not have it. Uh, did you eat your dog? Yes, I did. Okay, so you still when have you your homework have with you. I am. I am. Is this the kind of school that we get detention for? <laughs> you know, we stay after the podcast, and uh, you know, Jerry no. brought a ruler to smack <laughs> our hands with. He's, he believes in corporal punishment. <laughs> but not in class. Um, I have been paddled no, at least this, four times. <laughs> Chris, this is, the, this is the type of class where I ask you questions across the breadth and width of human knowledge. Ooh, and like any good teacher would do, I grade your answers. Oh, I, I read a lot, but I'm not a big trip. I, you know, they say, oh, you know a lot of trivia. No, I just read a lot, so I hope I pass today. I'll be the judge of that. Okay. This, this is the summer school edition of Gold oh, Star Collection. Yeah. I have to walk two miles home because there is no bus. Yeah. And I, I would like to alert you, Chris, and all the students, and all of my students listening at home, that the student with the highest grade today will receive the coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana. Oh. <laughs> Well, you need your, uh, what is that uh, uh, that thing in bananas that makes you so, like, healthy? I can't even remember because I don't eat potassium. bananas. Potassium? Potassium, yes, yes. Okay, minus five points to Chris yes, for not knowing about potassium. Yes. <laughs> already I'm in a hole. <laughs> uh, oh, man. All right. I'd like to start with just a, a quick um, question and answer for you. In this Barnes & Noble, we are sitting underneath a sign that says, Death of a Salesman, a Pulitzer Prize-winning play written by whom? <laughs> Arthur, Arthur Miller. Yes. Oh, T.M. Francis oh. got there first because oh. Dan mispronounced it. I said, Ar <laughs> how did I say Arthur McMillan? Yeah, I don't no know. It is up there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was looking at it as I was saying it. <laughs> Who was married to? Uh, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe, yes. Okay. Really? Mm -hmm. uh, Briefly. I think before so DiBaggio. That's uh, 10 points for you, TM, and Yay. minus 5 points for Chris for asking questions, and that's the teacher's job. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm deeper in this hole. I haven't got the swing of it yet. Yes. All right. Your first topic is going to be um, trivia related to the English language. As you may know, the English language is uh, one of the great powers of the English language is that it absorbs words from other languages. It just very easily it takes words from other languages. And uh, with that in mind, there's one language group which we have a lot of words from, but probably most average people walking around don't realize the origin of these words. 
And these are words that come from the indigenous people of America, our Native American Indians. And I have here a list of six or seven such words, and I wonder if you know what they mean in English, and if you know what they originally meant. I'll start with an easy one just to illustrate what I mean. We are in the state of Ohio, which is on the Ohio River, and the word Ohio is a Native American word for what? Hello. That's, I thought that was in Japanese, hello in Japanese. It is hello in Japanese, <laughs> All right. but it has one more syllable because Japanese syllabize everything. It's okay. Ohio in Japanese. Oh, okay. But it is a great joke if you meet a Japanese yeah, person. Yes. <laughs> I come from Ohio. Well, hello to you too. Do <laughs> um, you know what the word Ohio originally meant in Native American peoples who lived in the region? Um, I don't know. If it didn't have something to do with fearing white people, then they weren't talking about <laughs> Get the right off things. our lands, <laughs> you know. Yes, yeah, so they were off on the wrong track. Uh, the word Ohio actually originally meant something like Great River. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So the Ohio River is the Ohio Great River River. Okay. All Only right. Great Rivers catch on fire. So you got the theme. <laughs> these, all of these words, another Indian word. yeah. are probably words you've heard. The question is. Are they words that you actually know what they mean? Here's a what might be a relatively easy one. You've heard the word papoose? Laptop. Papoose, little little baby on the back of the... Ten points for right. Chris Lambert. <laughs> papoose is a Native American word for baby. Yes. Huh. Excellent. Um, we know this as a place, primarily in English. You know, Mackinac? Mackinac Island. Island. Mackinac Island. Island. Yes. Yeah. But what does it originally mean? Fox. A good guess, because it is an animal, hmm. but not fox. Turtle. Five points wow. for TM Francis. Are you serious? I'm completely serious. <laughs> that was the luckiest guess I've ever had in my entire life. I saw a turtle in a lake the other day. That's did, why it, I said yeah, that. did a turtle say to another, hey, Mac, what are you doing? Oh, I'm laying some eggs. Well, let's call it Mackinac. <laughs> it actually means snapping turtle. Oh, okay. Ooh, wow. So does he get half credit or full credit? I'm giving him full credit for pity points. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> How about hickory? Switch. Turtle. Uh, it, we often use it for switch because we think of it as a type of wood now. Old hickory, yeah. the nickname. But it originally meant for Native Americans. Fire. Tree. A milky drink made from the nuts of the hickory tree. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um, I have two more. I, I like these two because they're the, the funnest on the list. What the word skunk? The word skunk comes from a Native American word meaning. Does it not mean skunk smell bad? It does not mean skunk smell bad, but you know that is a uh, not a bad guess to be perfectly honest. must have been the translation into American language. (laughs) I'm going to guess. You know, Dan, one of your earlier guesses was right. Um, Is it fox? (laughs) That is half right. It means fox, but it has it like... Red fox. Not red fox. Striped striped fox. Red fox, striped fox. Running fox. No. But you mentioned, of course, skunks smell bad. Oh, stinky fox. Stinky, stinky fox? But what do they smell like? <laughs> bad fox. <laughs> the word skunk comes from like a compound word from a Native American language that means fox urine. Ooh. Oh. That's my next guess. Yeah. <laughs> darn, darn. And we don't say, have time to wait. You say these are the easy ones, right? <laughs> okay. Well, no, the easy ones were Ohio and Papoose. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you yeah, did I get got the one of them, yeah. I want to do one more, also because it's kind of a fun one. Uh, it's a word you've definitely heard, which is Inca. Casino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough to remember it in a sense that like Inca Dinka Doo, which is an old Jimmy Durante song, I think. 
five points for referencing Jimmy Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. <laughs> what do you think Inca's original intended oh, meaning? I have a feeling I know what it is, but like I know I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. Like forever ago, right. like back in like grade school. Could you the, use it in a sentence? <laughs> I could. We in English we use it as like the. No, name. please use it all in Native American tongue. <laughs> uh, I don't want the show to be boycotted, so okay. I'll skip that. Is it spelled like Inca, like the Spanish? Incas? Well, you know, we have uh, Romanized it, to put oh, it into okay. English letters. I, who knows? Sitting here, I don't know how it would have been spelled in the indigenous language, though I believe the Incas did have a writing system. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff. Yeah. It doesn't mean pyramid, does it? Or it doesn't, but I actually think that's a good guess, too. Tunnel, yeah. It means king or lord. Hmm. Oh, okay. So the Incas were called the Incas because the conquistadors met their leader, yes. who was called Inca, and that became uh, like... Conquistador, your stallion stands in need of company from uh, the hit song, uh, Procol Harum. Nerd! We have uh, a winner for today's nerd prize. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Chris Lambert, congratulations for winning. Yippee! I hope I'm out of that hole, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite topics to bring up in class as a theme is the true history of things. Uh, students listening at home might remember that I once covered the true history of acupuncture. And this is in that kind of theme. I have a topic here that is a common topic that you all probably know something about, but most people don't r realize the actual history behind it. They have like misconceived myths, urban legends, things like that. And the topic is, can you, let's start with this simple history question. What century did the Satanism begin. Last Whoa. century. <laughs> By last century, uh, can we yes. say like 18th, 19th, the 20th? 20th. 20th. So you mean the 1900s? Yeah, because it's 20th century, yes. it's 1900s. Well, are you talking about like the Church of Satan or just like Alistair Satanism Crowley or, as a practice? Yeah. Uh, We're going to get to that in a second. Okay. I'm sure there's been people worshiping the devil forever, but like I yeah. think modern Satanism. Fun facts, Satanists actually don't worship the devil. The, yeah, that's what I mean. Do you mean like that specific part of it or... The dark arts. Um, I'm, I'm referring to like people wearing black and eyeliner and having upside down pentagrams for tattoos, things like that. Yeah. Dead goats oh. in their backyard. May, with I, purple may candles. I take back my answer? The 18th century. So you're saying the 1700s? Yes. yes. Okay. Jeez, I'll, I'll I'll go back even further than that. I mean, if there's a range that I can right. hit, I, I'd say uh, you know around uh, the 900s. You know. Well, you're around the 900s. Yeah. Well, huh. you're. I mean. You all did, of course, immediately sense that there's like, if not a paradox or a misunderstanding. Right, right. Um, there is a kind of modern thing called Satanism. Yeah. And that, and, um, that includes the, like, the upside down pentagram and includes some other things. Um, and then on the other hand, as TM put it, has there been like devil or Satan worship in the past, but may or may not have been like the 20th century thing that's called Satanism. Right. Um, the Satanism, capital S, it is considered a religion now, nowadays, in the 21st century, it's considered a religion. And, um, Do they get a tax break? Yeah. Ooh. Probably oh my churches, gosh. I bet. Yeah. Wow. And, um, That's just not right. <laughs> well, and... Well, it's not the government's place to say what's right, That's sir. true. <laughs> yes, that's true. Exactly. And that is a 20th century development. Stay out of my uterus and my In fact, the mo modern-day Satanists are literally linked back to one person. And you brought up a famous name in Satan in circles, Chris, but that is not actually. Oh, Marilyn Alistair Monroe? Crowley is not. Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> Just because Jimmy Page. She's famous in a lot of circles. <laughs> but not the circle of hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, just because Jimmy. Which probably is now. Uh, Jimmy. <laughs> 
I, just because if, Jimmy if Page... If there is a hell, she yeah. is definitely in it. Just because Jimmy what? Page made her famous <laughs> in the 60s. Why did you or, say that so confidently? She might have been a nice lady. I don't know. You can't be married all those times. Oops, sorry. <laughs> getting knocked around by Joe DiMaggio. I didn't... Uh, didn't say he was anywhere either. <laughs> well, no, he's definitely. Um, the person who was actually identified as the uh, innovator or founder of modern Satanism is probably not a name you've heard. I'll give you like five more seconds. Does anyone know the name of the person? I sw I think I saw a picture of him in Marilyn Manson. Boyce Blanchard. Time. Uh, <laughs> he, he would have been probably played by Torin Thatcher in the movie, who always played those evil wizards. Almost certainly. <laughs> Anton LaVey. Anton mm -hmm. LaVey, yeah. Is, I, I've that's heard why, that name, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. You'll see his picture a lot, actually. Um, uh, yeah, I saw one of him in like a young Marilyn Manson. I believe that he's dead, right? He died in 1997. Yeah, he actually puts himself in all of his movies. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was out of Hitchcock. Right next to Hitchcock, yeah. He um, was a musician, by I, the way. I always get them confused. Um, wow. And, and then later an author, because he wrote five or six books on Satanism. Hmm. And know, he used a, to... A musician, like, you know, he had a, he played a mean axe or something? He or? did, but yes. the axe that he played was, was the was organ. That, yeah. Oh, but oh the okay. actual, it was like, made from the bones. Vincent Price yeah. asked organ. So he fist. did the Inagata De Vita, like, every day to warm up, the 17-minute version. That probably wasn't a satanic <laughs> enough for him. Yeah. He, he was a, a, a circus performer um, as a young man mm -hmm. as well, and he became interested in the occult and just like spiritualism, you might say. Mm -hmm. And he started giving lectures on metaphysical topics. And one day, one of his like, I don't know, followers is the right word, but I guess we'll say followers said to him, "Hey, oh. you should start a religion." <laughs> I think that's how L. Ron Hubbard got started. Yeah, not to be confused with Richard Occult, who created Yellow Kid in Ohio who is one of the earliest comic book characters. I, I want to apologize for my students listening at home. I gave the nerd alert a lot of lore too early. Yes, I get two of them. If, I, if I'd known Chris was going to say that, I would have waited for that but, statement. But, you know, you were right, uh, TM. He, uh, uh, from what I've read, my research, uh, the... the uh, he was just writing pulps for a penny a word mm -hmm. and was telling some of his other writers of his yeah, era and the really 40s said you know we're not making enough money and and, he, and Hubbard told him I I've got an idea to make more <laughs> to money start a to religion, start my yeah. own religion so he's just an old pulp hack writer <laughs> before yeah he wrote a uh, battlefield earth did yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. he wrote a lot of, <laughs> sort of second rate science fiction yeah, yeah. yeah. um Lavoie, before, or LeVay, sorry, LeVay, before officially founding, like, his Church of Sanctism, had, a, like, a, like an in-between thing where he had a group, and the group just had what I think is a hysterical name. I don't know if anyone would know it off the top of your head. Like the Dirty what, Dozen what or something? What was his group that predated, like that, that Satan predated his, his Satanist religion? <laughs> the Order of the Trapezoid. Wow. Why? Now I've heard of that too, but yeah. you are really getting obscure stuff, I'll tell you. Sometimes. Why well, don't I, my students listening at home expect me to yes, go into these yes. things? And I didn't know that. that a trapezoid was a particularly <laughs> satanic shape. <laughs> yeah, a, a geometrical you know, you, devil um, sign. If, if any of you or anyone listening is curious, you, you, you know, it's you weird. Can, Every time my mom wakes up in the morning, there's a trapezoid above her head. <laughs> <laughs> this is not She's a trapezoidian well. angel. Oh. I, wonder, I wonder if that means something. Hmm. Now, either do, that or she's a Sims character. I do want to go back to your earlier answer just about like a uh, historical devil worship, like in right. Middle Ages or earlier than yeah. that. And uh, probably goes back to Christ. I mean, you know. Well, you know the, the in the Old Testament, I'll say this: 
there can be translation and interpretation, but if I can make a blanket statement, there's very little, if no, reference to Satan in the Old Testament. Okay. Right. There have been some modern editions of the new of the Old Testament that write him in, like in the Garden of Eden, it's the serpent, it's not right. Satan. Right. But, right. So that's just an example. You get into the New Testament, post the Gospel, like mm -hmm. Revelations especially, that's where you start to hear Antichrist talk, and that comes. Well, I mean, he after goes. He goes down to uh, Jesus Christ. goes to hell for three days right. while he's, his body's in the cave right. and and sort of deals with the devil, deals with Satan. Um, I wonder if they made any trades. Oh my god! Like, you, listen, in the future, you can have Ray Charles. <laughs> oh, Lord! I would say Marilyn Manson for Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> yeah. But you gotta give my people a break. Oh, oh my gosh! Um, it's okay. Ray Charles will not be listening to this. The, the they don't allow podcasts in hell. Medieval um, witch hunts uh -huh. were often the the accused were accused of consorting yes. with witchcraft. Satan. Yes. yes. Um, it's historians who study that period say there's very little evidence that there were any Satanist or devil worshippers amongst these persecuted peoples. Overzealous. Uh, yeah, it was the overzealous yeah. witch hunters yes. that were the bigger problem. Uh, uh, the medieval days when everybody had a bad night. <laughs> K N I T E. I hate to say like a complete generalization, but when people under such torture would eventually sort of admit to devil worship, yeah. there was one name that let's just say often came up. Oh, um, John Proctor. <laughs> not John Proctor. Uh, it was a woman, wasn't it? Um, it was not a woman. Wasn't it? Oh, okay. I'm um, there's, I mean, else. again, I'm making a yeah. kind of a sweeping generalization here, so yeah. I'm not saying there were no other names or evil figures. Like that a Witchfinder General or right. something, which was a Peter Cushing movie. But, oh, <laughs> number uh, three. Uh, but people would admit to worshiping a specific, this, this specific this deity yeah. version of is it Hades? Evilness. It's not Hades, but mm. that guesses in the right direction because it's another sort of synonym for the devil. Hmm. Oh, Mephisto or Mr. Scratch or something like that. You know, okay, Baphomet. Uh, oh wow, that's one I have not heard. Me neither. Baphomet. Mm. Well, the fun it's weird. My mom named my dog Baphomet. <laughs> <laughs> well. She may be a secret Muslim, because <laughs> Baphomet is actually a corruption of the name Muhammad. Oh, okay. What? An <laughs> anagram for Muhammad or something? So, well, you know, I think people speaking different languages and getting confused and poor peasants. Uh -huh. And so, I have, I have a really weird peasants. feeling, and this is coming from a Christian, yes. that the Christians who are like, you know, who made the image of the devil based off of the pagan... <laughs> Gods, like oh yeah, he just happened to look like your gods. That's what they did with this case with Muhammad. Like oh, well, it just so happens to be Muhammad too. Yeah, it's like Mario and Wario. Yeah. yeah. Now this is an honest question. Wasn't there another sort of devilish uh, character or name uh, like Ashrak or something? Yes. Like that? Oh yeah. There's a lot of if, if I don't know if I pronounced and then it uh, correctly. If you get into like Catholic mythology, yeah, they, they get more. Yeah, they get more of obscure. Yeah. Okay, so I was on the right track. But it is interesting that those poor peasants were basically not admitting to witchcraft, they were admitting to being Muslims. Oh. That is in effect. Wow. I mean, no one was saying, oh, stop torturing me, I'm a Muslim, yeah. but the yeah. word they were using was is a corruption another. of the word Muhammad. So yeah. there's this... That is odd trivia. Okay. Mm. You know, sometimes um, people have suggested that I'm sometimes too harsh on my students, uh -oh. rely too much on uh, criticism. Corporal so, punishment. Occasionally. Um... The Gold Star Classroom does not approve uh, or conduct striking the students in any way. So in order to uh, remedy that's that not what, That's not what he said last time. <laughs> um, I have here in my hand 101 random ways to praise a student, and I just want to tell you guys, phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. <laughs> wow. 
Phenomenal. You thought John Hoffner was on this show. <laughs> Star pupil John Hoffner. Um, undoubtedly our number one student at home. Thank you for listening, John. <laughs> I recently came he across does like a, that homeschooling. A trivia question oh, wow. that I think um, that's just a, a factual statement. He was homeschooled. Yes. yes. <laughs> I came across a... Um, and the plates in the grocery store. A trivia question that I think has a little bit of a generation gap to it, but it got me thinking about some related questions as well. But I want to tell you the question that just got me thinking about it. And um, let's give the young guys a chance to see if they know. Oh. Well, I'll sit second. back and relax. <laughs> Orson slash Chris. Yes. What was the name of Flash Gordon's number one nemesis? Oh, please. I I'm raising my hand. Okay, go ahead, Flash Chris. Gordon. Ming the Merciless. Ten points for yes. Chris... Yeah, Mr. Nerd. And, you know, Flash Gordon was a um, old comic strip, not a comic book like Superman or Batman, although right. later there would be comic yes. books. Created by Alex Raymond or drawn by Alex Raymond? Yes, originally drawn by Alex Raymond. Played by uh, Buster Crab on and the serials. And turned into three serials starring yes. Buster Crab. Which, who's also uh, odd because he played Buck Rogers, right. another science That's fiction right. character. That's right. Um, well, did you know Mark Hamill was the Joker and Luke yeah, Skywalker? That's true. That's true. <laughs> He's got two tie-ins. To... Way to sway things back towards our generation, man. Boom! <laughs> While the old man just ages. Well, that got me thinking about other science fiction trivia. So this is a few trivia questions related to the genre of science fiction. Um, here's something that, that, of course, you might know or you might not know, but it's a sort of a nice historical point. There was a particular science fiction novel that was the first novel to ever be listed on the uh, New York Times bestsellers list. Um, was it The Watchmen? It was not The Watchmen. Uh, um, the Watchmen is famous for being the only graphic novel on the New York Times right. list of 100 greatest works of literature, okay. I think of the 20th century. Can you repeat the question? First sure. science, first science fiction, fiction novel. book on the New York Times bestsellers list. I'll tell uh. you the year is 1961. Martian Chronicles, or uh, we have a vote for Martian oh. Chronicles. The Da Vinci Code. We have a vote for the Da Vinci Code, which came Brown's out in 2005. Namesake, <laughs> Dan Brown. 61. I don't know. Well, Aliens counts as. What about 1985? Um, the year? No, no, like 1985. The book. You mean 1984? 1984. The book. That wasn't minus minus 1985 points. Which was put out in 1948. That's why you flip the numbers to make it futuristic. 48 points for Chris Lambert and a third nerd prize. (laughs) Uh, The book is famous for introducing into the English language the slang word grok. Have you ever heard anyone say I grok something or I grok you or? Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I rock my world, but, you know, I well, can't... Rock with a G. Oh, oh, rock. Rock with a G-R-O-K. It's something you say when you, like, feel somebody's pain or have deep empathy with their situation. I grok you. That sounds like something that, you know, Ken Kesey would say. Written by Robert Heinlein. Oh, Stranger in a Strange Land. Correct. Stranger in a Strange Land. Okay. Ten points for Chris Lambert. I was on a website called that one time. Getting out of that hole. (laughs) Well, that's where it comes from. (laughs) Now, Stranger in a Strange Land was the first science fiction book to be ranked on the New York Times bestseller list. It had all kinds of huge social impacts when it came out. It deals a lot with alternative religions, free love, communal living, as in communes. Maybe it was written by Casey. And and technically, (laughs) uh, this I think you can uh, you can sort of correct me on this. If I know, I will. Didn't also H. G. Wells's 
uh, when the uh, when the waker uh, when the sleeper wakes because this guy fell asleep right. when he w- woke up. Social different many social things well, had changed and it was sort of a commentary. Well, in almost all of H.G. Wells' novels, you'll find his That's sort true. of socialist the concerns. Food, food of the gods and, and uh, well, the time machine. The time machine. They've split yeah. into two social classes: one that yeah. literally feeds yeah. on the other. Right. The book *Stranger on a Strange Land*, of uh, though famous and even influential, but also at some turns found itself being on banned book lists, not only because of its messages of free love or abandoning religion, wow. but there's a very specific reason why it was taken off library shelves. Boy. It was later cited as an influence on a famous uh, sociopath. Uh, was it Charles, Charles Manson? Manson? <laughs> TM got there first. Yeah, he got points for TM. <laughs> mm. Who? Wanted to uh, join the Beach Boys, was it? At or one point, he, yeah. well, he, he you know what friends. he did? He he um, he like held up. He just showed up at a party at I think right. it was at Brian Wilson's yeah. house, yeah. and then he like didn't leave. But Brian yeah. Wilson was kind of scared yeah. to make him leave. <laughs> right. Which and, and, you know. and I think wasn't there in in the lore that the fact that when Manson he Manson sent his people out to kill. Uh, uh, Folgers and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Sharon Tate. And Sharon, that it was yeah, actually uh, w- one of the uh, guys from the band that lived across the street, and he just got the address <laughs> wrong. No, something? it was supposed to be. Uh, they didn't. It was. Uh, I think Sharon Tate lived in that in a house that a guy, the guy that he originally wanted to kill, oh, he okay. wasn't there, or Sharon right. Tate or was Tate and or uh, wrong Polanski place, wrong were like time. renting it from him yeah, or something right, like that. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's cool. All right. Um, <laughs> this brought to my mind. What is the best-selling science fiction book of all times? And I will say, as as befits nerd culture, when you look at different lists, you sometimes get different oh. answers because people debate like what the criteria should be. Yeah, I, I guess so. I have like oh, three right. or four. Nineteen eighty-three. <laughs> <laughs> I would guess. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-four has sold over twenty-eight million yeah. copies, by the way. Mm. So it is sometimes listed guess as one that of the because best-selling. They they teach it in school, and I figured there was a lot of college and high school forced buyings you know, there, by teachers. Besides 1984, I, can I said I have five or six books on this list. Uh-huh. There are two books that are commonly taught in schools, which uh, I wonder. The, uh, so that is one of them, though, 1984. Yeah, I, go can ahead. Can I r- rattle yeah. off a few? That I'm, you know, Martian, well, Martian Chronicles a couple. Dandelion Wine? Uh, not, in the, not in this level oh, okay. of, you know, tens of millions. Uh, okay. Mine's not, uh, it's not taught in school, but I was going to guess Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The Hitchhiker's oh, Guide wow, to the yeah. Galaxy, uh, ten points for you, yeah. is sometimes yeah. listed as... A humor science fiction, like the best-selling yeah. humor science fiction. Yeah. Well, over 14 million copies mm-hmm. sold. Have a Nice Day by Mick Foley. <laughs> no, mine is 10 <laughs> um, Also, with, with The Hitchhiker's Guide book, to the Galaxy, very good book. because there's, you know, there's five books altogether. The restaurant the, at the end of the universe and so yeah. forth. You also can get like a figure for all five of them collectively. And although... My 14 million figures, I believe, just for the initial book. Is it Harry Potter? It's oh, funny wow. you would say uh, yeah. Harry Potter, yeah. and it's not. Because it's but, technically but, fantasy? Or but what? I do have the best-selling fantasy novel on this list, which oh, is right. sometimes included on lists like this. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I believe J.K. Rowling is the best-selling author in the world right now. Yeah. yeah. That's almost Regardless of the genre. Yes. <laughs> Or her but, name, but they, whatever she's so know, I don't, calling But I don't have now. the figure. I have the figure for the other fantasy book, which I believe is the best-selling um, uh, fantasy book. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> uh, would, would the f- fantasy, uh, I'm, I'm sort Go of switching ahead. order to uh, maybe something like uh, the uh, Terry Brooks' uh, Swords of Shannara. Is that up no, there? No, that's okay. not up there. Okay. 
Well, he's Harry Potter and the book I have. He has like, milked, milked that franchise to well, a Well, the Terry still. Pratchett Discworld franchise oh, yeah. itself must collectively have sold all, you know, a huge number of books. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, something but, like uh, uh, Niven and Pornell, something by them? Not or? that level. Okay. They Does were, the Bible count as science fiction? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I'm crossing myself right now. Not on that list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For students listening at home, Chris did literally just cross himself, by the yes. way. And Dan did not. Although, here, let's let's cross, can can I cross the two comments at once with one trivia Try. thing? Uh, the, uh, that was the very day, satanic the, hand gesture well, you just made. Well, that's true. The day the earth stood he did, still. He did a sign of a trapezoid. The, 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 end, the end of the tr uh, day the earth stood still was reshot because the critics were mad because here's a guy who comes from the stars, right. who offers us peace and a way to solve everything, we kill him, he rises from the dead, mm -hmm. and his name is Carpenter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they had to put in the line where they say, oh, is, oh you're, you, you're alive again? He said, no, I, I'm only going to live for a little bit longer. This is a temporary comeback. You know, said it, it, they made him put in the line that uh, only the Almighty has that type of power right. or, or some kind of, you know, that he is not God. But there were so many God references right. that they had to put that into. So Funny. in other words, yes, the Bible kind of is science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> that is the moral of that story. <laughs> was, this, was there any kind of debate over, like, Evan Almighty? No. The, no. Or Bruce Almighty? <laughs> yeah. with, I doubt it. Going with fantasy, Lord of the yes. Rings is the best-selling. Oh, uh, yeah. With over 125 million copies sold. Wait, that's not a true story? <laughs> it's the true history of Middle-earth. That's what I thought. Oh, I, thought oh. I thought those were documentaries. So the actual... I was like, why is Rudy so short? So New Zealand's not a real place? The actual, <laughs> yeah, the, the population of New Zealand goes like this. There's 50 sheep for every possum, 50 possum for every humans, and 50 humans for every orc. That's oh, the ratio of creatures living there. <laughs> Um, it's got to be a lot of sheep. The best selling. <laughs> so I know at least four York. <laughs> the um, the best selling hard science fiction standalone, not part of a series or trilogy novel, is Dune by Frank Herbert. Oh, okay. mm. over twelve million copies sold. You call me Madib. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just throw out there the other school book that is very well. And you said the Brandy Line. Which one did you oh, say? Dandelion Martian Chronicles. Wine or Martian is Chronicles? Fahrenheit 451. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also over ten million copies yeah. sold. Wow. Yeah. And I do have a figure for the Asimov Foundation Trilogy, which as a trilogy... The Foundation, yeah. The Foundation, it's a three-book series, yeah. has over 20 million copies Okay. Sold. I do have two more sci-fi trivia questions. These can be a little more concise. Okay. Um, the uh, odds makers are saying Chris knows the answer to this next one. So oh, no, please. We'll give Dan <laughs> and TM a chance. <laughs> what film is usually considered the first science fiction movie? Um, what film is the first science fiction movie? Yeah. Wizard of Oz. We have a vote for Wizard of Oz. That's a good, well, yeah, that's Take a that good back, guess. King Kong. That is older. The movie yeah. we're talking about is a silent film. So it's I, Okay, I've already is got it the, the si Is it Nosferatu? Boy, well, that's that, a, no, that's not That's a great yeah, uh, right. 1922 that's a Max Shrek. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. but uh, I guess that's Chris Lambert. Okay, uh, Fritz Lang's Metropolis, I'm going to guess. Good, great film, by the way. So yeah. everyone immediately stop listening to this podcast and go listen and to go watch the movie watch, yeah. Metropolis. You got to pay eight ninety nine for but Netflix. No, though there's a movie from nineteen oh two. Is it called Rur? R U R? Uh, it's so funny you would say it. I'll tell you why in a second. Oh, okay. The right. first science fiction movie is nineteen oh two. The the, um, the trip, trip to, the moon. to the moon. Yeah. Trip to the moon. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you zero points for almost knowing the answer. Yeah. <laughs> with with the little rocket <laughs> yes. in the moon's eye, and he's yes. blinking like, oh, why did you shoot that in my eye? <laughs> You know, um, European filmmaking, especially French filmmaking during like 1900 turn of the century era, 
Lumiere had a lot more special effects in it. Like yeah. American movies were like stand in front of scenery, talk yeah. and kiss yeah. stories. Uh -huh. um, whereas the French, where they had magicians involved and a lot more technical tricks. So, <laughs> That's the French adding their magicians to everything. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> just uh, to, to TM? No, oh no, I was just perplexed as I often <laughs> am by what Dan just said. But <laughs> And finally, what is, this is the last science fiction question. What is the origin, so the first work of literature, to have the word robot in it? Okay. The that word was robot? my other... Uh, hmm. Correct. The Ruhr, which, which is like robotic or uh, yeah, it's working, it's working slave. Chris I think just it, said it's R-U-R. -R. That's actually yes. the title of a play, just the letters R-U-R, -R, which is like a short for... It's a, it's a, a Czechoslovakian language play. But the, in English, that's usually called Rossum's Universal Robots. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that was the first appearance of the word robot in written language. Wow. Um, I got through that one. <laughs> premiered in 1921, I believe. And it introduced the word robot to the English language. All right. Well, now it remains for me to tally your scores uh -oh. and find today's winner. But before I, while I'm doing that, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you each a chance for extra credit. Oh, all right. This An extra fun. credit will take the form of I'm about to give you a topic, and then you tell me something you know about that topic. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, this is fun. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, knowing the uh, predilection of the team, I'm going to throw you a softball. So I expect some good trivia or jokes, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a comedian, so I'll just that, give you okay. trivia. Comic books. Yes. Oh. That's the topic. Tell so, me some interesting fact or trivia or joke. Him and then... The, well, everyone gets a turn, but you're oh, welcome okay. to go first if you're ready. No, no. I'm, this had to become... It's just comic book related. Yeah, this is like comic books in the broadest possible sense. You can go to film, you can go to okay. art, you can go to history, well, you can go to something I, you've read recently. Right. I hear there's going to be new ones coming out on Wednesday. <laughs> Five points for Dan Brown. <laughs> All right. Uh, according uh, to the research I've done, that comic books and jazz, and possibly now hip-hop, okay. more closer, are the only um, true American art forms. Everything else has been created somewhere else except for jazz and comic books. That's just a little trivia thing thrown out there. I'll, I'll have to fact check that, but I have a feeling that some people would add to the list well, rock and music. And that's why I said, you know, and, there's later um, things. Actually, but, modern stand-up comedy is right, considered Right, but I mean, back in center. the days when comics were created at that time, yes. those were the only two things that yes. were, you know... Sure, sure. But I, mean, I, I got more. So you mean like the earliest Amer original yeah. American creations? Yeah. Okay, that could well be. Bob Very Kane created Batman. He Did. was the first to draw Batman. Mm -hmm. But everyone who has drawn Batman since him has done a better job. So technically, <laughs> yeah. Bob Kane is the worst person who's ever yes. drawn Batman. <laughs> there, there was a joke once where it said uh, Bob Kane, they had an announcement at a convention that said uh, Sheldon Moldoff and. Uh, Oh, let's say Jerry Robinson and Lou Schwartz will be in the uh, uh, the, the conference room signing Bob Kane's autograph because that was <laughs> that was his three ghosts that he right. never pretend. Oh, I draw everything myself. You know? <laughs> uh, two things that we were talking about that I would just want to tie in. We okay. were talking about uh, when uh, being 
it being controversial to right. be compared to Christ or something like that, mm -hmm. which was a thing that Superman has had a lot oh, in, yeah. in the film and right. in the comic book just because yeah. comes from far right. away, you know, the only son yeah. sacrificed for the good of humanity. Yeah. yeah, almost like Moses in the rushes. And if you remember, I was I was like eight when the uh, when the Doomsday uh, sure. storyline right. came right. out mm -hmm. in the comic books, mm -hmm. and I was very upset. I still remember that yeah. one with his cape like tattered on the stick or whatever, yeah, sticking out of the rubble. And then, of course, he somehow managed to rise right. from the dead in the right. in the forecoming thing. So there's always right. been a lot of uh, comparisons with the Jesus and Superman as right. far as yes. like right. the mythology behind it. And how many times have they shown him floating in space with his arms out while he's like knocked out or something? Yeah, just did that Man of Steel too. Yeah, like a Man of Steel. Right? Pose. Yeah, yeah. He, he jumps out of the aircraft yeah. and he's just like, hey, everybody. Yeah, I also <laughs> lived through the Death of Superman saga, and I have the anthology version of it. It's quite, I, I it have was that spread too. out over like a year of over yeah. multi-issue platforms, yeah. but then, then they released the anthology versions. That's also not the first time Superman was killed. I mean, he's really? been killed at least twice before. In the imaginary form of Superman 149 from the early 60s, the death of Superman. Boy, I, I was crying when I read that, you know. We may so. have a new record, four nerd prizes in one 30-minute oh, episode. Hey, Chris, you, know, you got to keep this up. If you, if you get one more nerd prize, that's a guaranteed scholarship okay. to okay. Platinum Classroom. Okay, let's see if I can win it right here. Dan made a really good point. I didn't think somebody from his age bracket and, you know, younger guy yes. would know all this stuff. The Bob Kane thing, creating right. it and stuff. But uh, there's a lot of people who are up in arms trying to, a society trying to get... Bill Finger equal credit yeah, I mean, because right. Bob really kept Bill under his thumb okay. and didn't let DC know about you, him for years. And I was in a trivia, uh, I was at a trivia party yesterday for my uh -huh. sister, uh -huh. and the very first question I knew immediately, uh -huh. um, and I was one of the only people in the room that got it. There mm -hmm. were a couple of people a lot, quite a bit older than me. Right. They said George Reeve played this character. Oh, yeah. On, t right. on television of right. the super, you know, yeah. what superhero? Okay, it was something right. along that line. Uh -huh. I, I heard George Reeve, and the first thing I did was write Superman. Because yeah. I, I love I yeah. love the old TV. Oh yeah, Superman. did you and ever he'd wink at the at the at yeah. the audience at yeah. the end of every? Yeah, I know Lois. Well, <laughs> and then for well, a bonus point, I wrote he killed himself. That's, allegedly, that's the, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. How many times do you have to practice suicide into the floor before yeah. you? Have you ever seen uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Land? Hollywood Land, very good. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Ben Affleck plays him. He, he actually he wears a Superman costume yeah. in that he, movie. Ben Affleck plays. Really? Oh, George yeah, Reeves playing yeah. Superman. Right. It's a great so Ben Affleck will now be Superman. Yeah. He was and in their Superman and costume and on film. It's, it's yeah. a great like neo noir, post noir. Film. A, I really yeah. like that movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Before this oh. digresses okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> any I'm further sorry. into <laughs> yeah. schoolyard behavior, <laughs> TM, was that your the parallels between Superman, Superman and, and Jesus? Jesus? Yeah. Okay. okay. Excellent. All right. Well, and uh, just having finished. Tallying all your scores, it just remains for me, your host and humble professor, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, to award today's coveted classroom prize, the Golden Banana, to Chris Orson Wells Lambert. Yay! I thought it was going to bomb out today because I thought you'd just get me. Also, a record that. for nerd prizes. Yes. That's an impressive I wear it proudly, you know, like, a, like a crow on my shoulder. So it just remains for me to say thank you, TM. I love being here, Jerry. Thank you thank for you. continuing to educate me. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Dan Brown. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Dan, and thank you, Chris oh, Lambert. Thank you. We had a lot of fun for as my first official trip here on the, <laughs> at, at school. Gold <laughs> Star Classroom is written and produced by Jerry Jaffe. Our producer and engineer is Stephen Gutierrez. Original music composed and produced by Jeff Geddert. 
Mr. Geddert is also our assistant producer. All commentary and opinions expressed by guests of Gold Star Classroom are meant for entertainment purposes only. For Gold Star Classroom, I'm Jerry Jaffe. <laughs>